some attributes, characteristics of, of, of dad. Good dads. What are they? You can, I don't know if there are any on that. Gentle. Sense of humor. Loyal. Did you say? Loyal, okay. So I, someone said something over here. Trusting. Involvement. Ooh, I like that. Yep. I like the people who put their hands up. Wow, still. Like, Betty, I won't say how old you are, but you still put your hand up. Handy? Provider? Respectful of your passions. Ooh. Sophie, would you like to elaborate on... <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm going to throw your dad under the bus in a little bit, so we won't. What was that? Jared, what did you say? Don't take too long. <laughs> take too long to elaborate. Okay. What about... Nobody said good. Good. What about good? Gosh. Is it just me? You want to add something, Rebecca? Yes. Aha. Okay. Good. A good dad. Like, I'm a dad. Like, it's okay to be a good dad, but it's, like, don't you want to be, like, super dad? No? Don't you want to be, like, amazing dad? Don't, okay, how many of us are, like, just puff up a little bit if our kids were to say, oh, that, my dad's the strongest dad? Sandy, yes. If that were true. My dad's the smartest dad. Ah, Joel's nodding. He's wishing. Tyler, wife. My dad's the most loving dad. Right? Even my dad's the weirdest dad got more of a reaction than good dad. Good seems kind of like vanilla. Right? Now, if I were to say, as Tammy comes and brings the offering bags, if I were to say that Tammy was next going to come up and she was going to bring us ice cream. Yes! So, let's think about ice cream for a minute. My favorite is uh, Maui Brownie Madness. Uh, some of you might be like Oreo. Some of you might be strawberry with caramel. Let's, look, let's give you some inspiration. Toppings, sprinkles. Some of us are like blizzard people. Jamocha almond fudge. Uh, frozen yogurt for lactose intolerant. Banana split. Oh, we're going old style now. It's been a long time since I've had a banana split, partially because I'm lactose intolerant, but... Um, we can do that with frozen yogurt now. It's very, it's still good. Like, oh, yeah. So Tammy's going to bring out ice cream for everybody while I preach. Yes, no. But just imagine if she was. And then you're thinking, like, what are we going to get? And what toppings is there going to be? And, and it's going to be so good. And then Tammy rolls out the cart. And each of you get one scoop of vanilla. Vanilla. 
Like it's better than nothing, right? Be better than nothing. But it's like, it's not the chocolate with the sprinkles or the blizzard or the banana split. You can just see the cherry stems sticking out on top. It's, it's vanilla. It's okay. And that's kind of how it feels like when you're called a good dad. And that, to be honest, is how I felt about this Sunday's topic for preaching. We're going through the fruits of the Spirit, and this Sunday is goodness. And I thought, eh, goodness. It's, it's okay, but is there more than just me? Mm. Well, yes and no. There is more, and there isn't more. The reality is good is good. It just is. We know good, and we accept it. It's good. But there is more than just good being good when you begin to understand that good is God. And all of a sudden, it can get better than just good. Good is God. It's one of the foundational realities of our life and our faith. We've been going through all these uh, fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Let's list them off. Okay, this is our old school Sunday school uh, quiz. Let's, there's nine of them. Let's go. Love, joy, patience, goodness is where it gets muddly, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yes! Excellent. We've been unpacking these fruits from the presupposition that God embodies each one of these qualities, each one of these characteristics. It's not just that God can somehow manufacture them. It's not like he can somehow just whip up a little bit of this and and add a little bit of that and then kind of hope that, oh, I hope peace comes out of that. No, God doesn't concoct these things. God is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. God is these things. And the reason the Holy Spirit can produce them within us is because we're created in the image of God. We're each one of you stamped with the Imago Dei. When you accept Christ into your life, you become a Christian. That God who made you dwells in you. And he can produce his characteristics, his qualities in you. And one of those is goodness. In Mark chapter 10, also, uh, also in Luke 18, there's a story of a rich young ruler who, uh, who grabs a hold of Jesus as Jesus is walking on his way to Jerusalem. And this rich young ruler uh, uh, grabs a hold of Jesus and, and, and bends down at his, at his feet and says, Good teacher, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Now, we're not going to go into the story of Jesus' answer of inheriting eternal life for the rich young ruler. But we are going to pause in Jesus' first response. He actually asks the rich young ruler a question in return. He says, why do you call me good? And then Jesus drops this nugget. Only God is truly good. Only God is truly good. And in that simple statement, Jesus 
provides this profound, life-changing truth that good is not just vanilla. That good is not just something you can take it or leave it. Yeah, it's okay, you know, kind of thing. Jesus reminds us that when it comes to good, our socks get blown off because God is good. In the mid-1600s, a fellow by the name of uh, Thomas Manton, Puritan clergyman, was unpacking with his people this statement that Jesus made. Only God is truly good. And this is what he told his people in the mid-1600s. Bear with me, it's a little bit long, and it's got a little bit of old language in it for some of you, um, but it's good stuff. Thomas Manton's, middle 1600s, there's none Good but one, and that's God. He is good of himself, good in himself, yea, he is good itself. There's none good above him, or beside him, or beyond him. It's all from him and in him if it's good. He is originally good, good of himself, which nothing else is. For all creatures, he's talking about you and I, are good only by participation and communication from God. He is essentially good. Not only good, but goodness itself. The creature, again us, the creature's good is a super added quality. In God, it is his essence. He is infinitely good. The creature's good is but a drop, but in God there's an infinite ocean and sea or gathering together of goodness. He cannot be better. He's absolutely good. Beyond God, there's nothing to be sought or aimed at. If we enjoy him, we enjoy all good to make us Completely happy. Ah, God is eternally and immutably good. Immutably means unchangeable. For he cannot be less good than he is. As there can be no addition made to him, so no subtraction or anything at all taken from him. Friends, God is good. Very briefly, I want to unpack four of those things. First is this. God is originally good. God's goodness originates with himself. There's no other source for it. That's what makes good so good. The fact that God's goodness is pure. It doesn't need toppings. It doesn't need whipped cream and cherries to make it good. It is good. It doesn't need to be put in a waffle cone to make it more palatable. God's goodness is good. God is originally good. And everything that you can possibly identify, we could spend the next rest of this day just identifying this is good, this is good, this is good in the world, this is good in my life. You, could, you can go on and on. Every single one of those things has its source in God's goodness. James 1.17 affirms this. We know uh, this verse. Whatever is good and whatever is perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in heaven. Friends, God alone is your original good. Second, God is essentially good. It's not just that God has the capacity, capacity to be good. God is goodness. Let's take the analogy of gold for, for a minute. Most of us uh, are probably wearing gold on us right now. Some of you may not be. Ah, sorry. I wish I had gold to give you. Um, but I, well, no, I'll keep this on. Um, 
<laughs> Let's think about gold. God's goodness and the, and the goodness of me as a created being differ like an object that is pure gold versus an object that's plated or infused, laced with gold. So if you look at, if I had, which I don't, which I'll never have, but if, if I had a, a nugget of pure gold, the luster that would, would, would be coming off of that nugget is itself the essence of what it is. It's gold. It's like there's nothing else there. It's pure gold. Whereas my ring, for example, which is some sort of care, I don't know what it is, 10, 14, oh, my wife says 18. Well. <laughs> but even though it's 18 karat gold, it's not pure. It's not in and of itself, the thing that's shining isn't the core, the essence there's other stuff in it that the gold's infused with. And so in a crass kind of way, we might say that, that God is this pure gold. And you and I as Christians, as believers, are, are gold-plated or we're infused with gold through Jesus. But God is the pure. He's the core, the substance it's like uh, when, uh, when Moses uh, was getting sent to the Israelites and, and he says, okay, God, I'll go, but, but who do you want me to, to tell them sent me? Like, who are you, God? And so you're thinking, okay, what is God? Give me this great descriptor. Well, then in, in, uh, in um, uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, what does God say? There's no, there's no descriptor. Just tell them. I am. I am. Tell the Israelites that I am has sent you. Like that's not good grammar, God. But he says it because there's no descriptor. He is. He is. Or like Jesus said in, uh, in Mark chapter 10, he's good. He's the only one that's truly good. So God is originally good. He's essentially good. And then he's infinitely good. While the goodness of God, uh, the goodness of, of me, the created being, is limited by my capacity to receive resources and then activate those resources in life to put out goodness to be good, to create goodness around me, God isn't limited like that. God is infinitely good. Malachi 3, verse 10. No limit to God's goodness. This is what he says. The Lord of heaven's army says this. I'll open the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Like, dare to see that there's no limit to my goodness. Manton said that he's an ocean of goodness, while my goodness is just a drop in that ocean. In other words, God is so infin infinitely good that he can't be any gooder. Yeah, I said it. 
God is so infinitely good that he cannot be any gooder. He is as goodest as it gets. I figure if God can break the grammar rules with the I am thing, I can do that with the gooder and the goodest. God can't love anymore because he is the perfect lover. God can't extend any more grace because he is the perfect extension of grace. There's no limit to his grace. God can't uh, be any more just because he's the perfect judge. There's no limit to the goodness of him as a judge. God can't be, someone said, uh, qualities of dad, funny, humorous. God can't be any more humorous because he is perfectly funny. Like he is the perfect stand-up comedian. God can't be any more forgiving because he is perfectly forgiving. He can't be any more creative for those of you who, who are artists because he is perfectly imaginative. He is vastly imaginative. There's no limit to his goodness. It's infinite. And yet at the same time, he tells us that he's unchangeably good. Malachi again, chapter 3, verse 6. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. In other words, God's goodness can't be diminished or augmented in any way. God is perfection. And he is perfectly good. When it comes to God as our father on Father's Day, there's no, um, wow, this is an extra happy Father's Day because my dad like bought me a car this year and he's a great dad. Or, uh, yeah, like whatever Father's Day, my deadbeat dad, you know, forgot my birthday this year. So whatever, happy Father's Day. You know, there's none of that kind of stuff with God. As father. He's unchangeably good. People are changeable. You and I are, are able to transform. For the good and the bad. We can add and subtract qualities. Add and subtract resources that impact who we are. For good or for bad. But God can't. He's unchangeable. He himself says that he will never change. So you can't add sub or subtract things. From who he is. His goodness was. His goodness was in the creation. Genesis chapter 1. He created, he created, he created. And it was all good. His goodness is today. Regardless of what you woke up to today. God is good. And his goodness will be. When you meet him. And you step into eternity. You put that foot on the other side. For some of us a little bit closer than others, and I'm starting to tip onto that side, I will know and experience his goodness. It is. It simply is. And it's unchangeable. Friends, God is good. He's originally good. He's essentially good. He's infinitely good. And he's unchangeably good. And Galatians 5.22 says that the Holy Spirit is producing God's goodness in us for the sake of each other. God's character in us activates our potential for goodness. 
In 2 Thessalonians 1.11, Paul says, So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. All the good things that your faith prompts you to do. So what can that look like today? You know, our society is so fixated on the extremes, right? We don't want vanilla. We want Maui brownie madness. We're so fixated on pushing the outer limits, the edges, that we sometimes forget, often I think forget, what's at the core? What's the, what are the foundational things? God is good and he's producing goodness in us for the sake of each other. That is a core foundational truth, reality in life. And we can't just gloss over it. It's not just vanilla, Jesus says. It, and it doesn't need sprinkles. It's at the core of who God is. It's God's character. It's our potential. No matter what, God is good. He's producing goodness in you for each other, for the rest of us, for the person next to you, for the people that you're going to meet. Jane Goodall, who's, uh, who's not a Christian, who's not a believer, but she's a well-known scientist, uh, says this, quote for you from her, you can't get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference. And you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Galatians 5.22 says that the Holy Spirit is producing goodness in you. What are you going to do with that goodness today? How's that going to change the lives of the people that you're going to have lunch with in about an hour from now? How is that goodness going to make a difference, make a change, impact your family life? when it's bedtime for the kids and they don't want to go to bed but you really want them to go to bed how is the Holy Spirit producing goodness in you going to affect where you work this week how is the Holy Spirit producing goodness in you going to change a relationship with someone that you have today like, not tomorrow. What about today? What relationship will be different because God, the Holy Spirit, is producing goodness in you? Don't overthink it. It's not rocket science. In fact, Darwin's going to queue up a video for us, and I'm going to bring in the pros to teach us about activating God's goodness in our lives. Friends, it's not rocket science. God is good. That's the message today. Our God is good. And all it takes is childlike faith to accept that and to allow it to be activated in our lives. And God uses that to change the people around us. He uses it to change us. He uses it to change the world. God is good. What can that look like for you this week? What can that look like for you today? 
Does it mean for the first time rolling down your window at the stoplight and handing out a toonie? I don't know. Does it mean something as simple as making sure your kids have suntan lotion on during summer at the beach? I mean, that's good. That's good parenting. That's good. You figure it out. It's not rocket science. Maybe it's as simple as hanging around today and helping Sachi put away chairs. Like he does it all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's saying hi to your neighbor that you haven't said hi to forever. Maybe it's giving your wife a hug and saying thanks for making dinner again for the 10,000th time. I don't know. But you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And he is, according to Galatians 5, chapter 22, producing goodness. And it's not rocket science. Think about it today. But don't overthink it. Just activate it. And let that fruit change you. Let it change those around you. Let's change the world because God is good.